Bibles to James in chapter 5. James in chapter 5, we're looking at the third lesson in the doctrine of prayer. This is the 28th lesson overall of all the teachings that we have been bringing forth. Praying God has blessed. Looking forward to many more of these great old truths being brought out. That God's name will be lifted up and God's name will be praised. Good to have Noah with us tonight. Thankful that he's able to be here. That's good. We thank God that His Lord's blessed and helping Him. And again, just continue to pray for those that are not able to be with us on account of sickness and what have you. Pray God would be gracious. James in chapter 5, I want to begin reading at verse 13. We're looking at the effectual and fervent prayer tonight. These are the prayers that make a difference in our lives. These are the prayers that reach the horns of the altar in heaven, so to speak. In verse 13, the Bible says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. and Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Now, this is the bulk of our message tonight, is found in verse 16. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that you may be healed. Now, this is where we want to come to tonight. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again in heaven And the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, tonight as we bow before your throne, we do so with thankful hearts. Thankful again, dear God, to be able to come into thy presence. Thankful, dear God, that you give us the avenue of prayer that brings us right into thy very throne room. Dear God, tonight, even when we're not able to pray as we ought, when we do not pray as we should, we have a great advocate with us, Jesus Christ, who sits on the right hand even now. And Lord, he's uttering prayers that I don't even understand, but yet you know exactly what I need. And Father, I pray that you will Help us tonight to realize the power of a praying saint, the power that lies within the bosom of the righteous individual. And Lord, help us not to be guilty, Lord, of shorting ourselves in our prayer lives. Help us to be faithful, dear God. Help us to know that when things have come awry in our lives, 
that we can truly reach the throne room of heaven. Help us, dear God, tonight to realize that the power of thy children is mighty in the hands of a mighty God. Lord, I pray that you will bless our evening. Bless the message, Lord. Give me freedom of speech and power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Lord, open my mind to things that I need to bring out tonight to this people. And bless thy word, Father. And may everything that's said and done bring honor and glory to you. Father, forgive us our sin. In Jesus Christ's name. And amen. The effectual and fervent prayer. This is what I want you to get a hold of tonight. Emmanuel's study tonight leads us to this last lesson on prayer. This lesson tonight deals with the key to a successful prayer life. And we got to remember our prayers are our speaking to the Heavenly Father. And there is a way that we are to approach His Majesty, a way laid out for us in Holy Scriptures. And the first thing that I want us to realize tonight is what's found in verse 16 there, about the middle part of that verse, where the Bible says, the effectual. This is the prayer that I want you to get a hold of tonight. The effectual prayer. This is how we connect with the great I am. Effectual in this Greek context is where we get our word energized from. It is energio and it means to be at work in or means to produce or or mighty in. In other words, our prayer life ought to be something that is ardent. It ought to be something that is that, that produces action out of the individual that's bringing it forth. We are to come seriously before the throne of God. Not in an act, not with put on humbleness, but a sincere way worked at. What I'm saying is when we come before the Almighty God of heaven... There needs to be something about us that he recognizes. There ought to be a seriousness in our prayer life. It ought to be a prayer that is not repetitive in nature, but something that is genuine just as we talk to each other about our problems, about our happinesses, about the good things of life. That's the way we need to come before the Almighty God. In James chapter 5 verse 16 again, the Bible says it's the effectual prayer. The one that is labored over. I mean, the one that is in the very, I mean, it's just something that is felt. Not something that is that is uh, uh, practiced out or or, or, or it's uh, something that is rehearsed over and over and over again. But again, it's a, it's a prayer that is felt within the emotional makeup of a body. In Psalm in chapter 72, 
I want us to look at this and I want us to consider our own prayer lives. I want us to think about what was being said here. As, as David, as he, as he prayed for the king, as, as David prayed for his son, I want you to, I want you to just to think about some of the words that he used here. Give the king thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto the king's son. He shall judge thy people with righteousness and thy poor with judgment. The mountains shall bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. Again, we're hearing a repetitive uh, a nature of the thing that must be in the individual's life. And that's our last point. That is the righteousness of an individual. The faithfulness, the truthfulness. You know, last week I believe I mentioned something about integrity. There ought to be integrity in the, in the individual's mind and, and, their, and their heart about their prayer life. It ought to be something that is filled with integrity and honor. That's the way we're to come before the Almighty God. In verse 15 it says, He shall live and to him shall be given the goat of Sheba. Prayer also shall be made for him continually and daily shall he be praised. We go back to the book of Acts in chapter 12. In Acts in chapter 12 again we see this, this act of, of, of fervent prayer or effectual prayer. Acts chapter 12, where the Bible says here, now this is when, when Herod had, had, had been uh, persecuting the church, and he's now thrown uh, Peter into the, into the prison, and there's something going on in the church though that I want you to get a hold of, it is a it was a real act of prayer among the people of God. It wasn't just one person praying over this problem. The Bible says this was a this was a churchwide prayer meeting. Brother Jim mentioned a while ago they used to call Wednesday night service prayer service. But I want you to know something tonight that our prayer life ought to be a constant act of prayer daily. Not just one day a week, but every day of the week, every, every hour that we awake, we ought to be talking to the Lord as much as possible. Daniel was a man who prayed morning, noon, and night. And I believe that was one of the greatest things that Daniel had to offer was his prayer life. This is one of the greatest things that Daniel offers to us tonight is, is how that we can have the same kind of prayer life. One that... One that makes a difference in heaven. One that makes a difference among the men of earth down here. One that makes a difference altogether. It's effectual prayer. Acts chapter 12, the Bible states here that, listen, there was, there was in verse 5, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. You see, there was a specific prayer that was being brought up. There was an act that was going on 
that listen, God's people were were praying for one specific thing in Peter's life. This was his imprisonment. They were praying that God would get him out of that situation. And and as you read on down through the through the chapter, the Bible speaks about the fact that the angel came and 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 poked him in the ribs and woke him up. And he went out through the quadrants of, of soldiers. There were 16 men that were standing guard over him. There were four quadrants. In each quadrant, there were four individual soldiers that were watching over Peter. That made 16 men that were watching over him. Not only did he get through them, but he got through both gates and outside and all the way to the church and the prayer meeting that was going on. You see, it was effectual work of the people of God. There was something special going on there. That's the reason why tonight, that when we pray, I I feel like, listen, I really feel like God hears our prayers. When we're in this prayer room and the men are praying for this body, when they're praying for the sick in this body, and they're praying for all the the problems that 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 a body such as ours may have from here to uh, you know here or there. But listen, I want you to know something. We really believe that God hears our prayers. I really believe that. Listen, if I you know, and again, it comes back to this thing about you know, just like I said about that individual saying I was naive if I really believed that God heard my prayers. Listen, you can call me what you will, but I really believe God hears my prayers. When I pray, I'm talking to the God of heaven. When I pray, it is so effectual in my prayer life, in my own time of quietness. It is as I'm bowing before the very feet of the Almighty. And I was telling the men in the prayer room, I actually feel in myself that I can see the Almighty's feet as I bow before Him. That's how I really feel that it's real. That helps me to realize that I'm not just speaking in the air. I'm not just beating the air with words. I'm really praying to the God of heaven. That's the effectual prayer. The effectual prayer that makes a difference in the lives of individuals. Do I always get the answer that I want? No, I don't. Do I always get a a yes or no? No, I don't. Sometimes it's a maybe. Sometimes it's wait. But this one thing I do believe, I believe God hears my prayers. I believe that God is, has, has heard the prayers of this people as we have prayed over our children and our teachers a, a couple of weeks ago as they've entered in back into school. I believe God hears our prayers. The Bible speaks about the fact that, that as Peter made his way out of the prison, he made his way to the people that were praying that night. I mean, even as he knocked on the door, there was such excitement that she couldn't even speak because the prayers of God's people had been heard and they had been answered in the affirmative. The effectual prayer. It's a consistent thought. It's a constant action with those who wish to make a difference. 
Our prayer life should be effectual in its attempt to reach the heavenly altar in the ears of the Almighty. I truly believe that. I believe that when you're praying, you ought to be talking to God and you ought to be knowing you're talking to God. Not with a repetitive prayer or a practice or rehearsed prayer. I'm talking, you know, you see all the time. And this is one thing that irks me. I'm sorry. You see these guys that get on these sports channels or what have you and right before one of the big games or a race or whatever it is going on, they'll have them to pray and here they'll reach out and they'll grab a big sheet of paper that they've wrote this certain prayer down in and there they are just reading it. Listen, I'm talking about really talking to God. I don't need a paper and pen to tell me how to talk to God. Listen, I talk to God just like I'm talking to a best friend that I have here on earth. I want him to know my heart. I want him to know what I feel. I want him to feel what I feel. And listen, the only way to do that is to be praying effectually. Effectually. Now secondly, I want you to think about this. It's the same, it's the same definition of the word effectual, and that's a fervent. Effectual, fervent prayer. Of the righteous man availeth much. The Bible says that effectual and fervent prayer. And again, these two, these two words are defined in the very same word in the Greek. And again, it's with energy. Our prayer life ought to be something that's such with, with, with energy. It ought to be energized. It ought to be coming from the heart that, that really feels that they've reached the horns of the altar in heaven. Fervent again means to be active and it means to be efficient. Effective supplications to be powerful in, to prevail, to execute, to toll in. You know what it is to pray all night without closing your eyes? Do you know what it is to pray all night without closing your eyes to sleep? Do you know what it is to pray with tears that are flowing down your cheeks unending, it seems like? Till all of a sudden the tears dry up. Have you been in a place where you've had to pray like that? That's a fervent prayer. That's a prayer that really, that really, you know, without, listen, you have no hope. But thank God tonight for the avenue of prayer. Amen. Thank God for the avenue of prayer that He gives us uh, as we burden our hearts, as we pour out our hearts to God. We do so many times with tears and many times it's with fear that we pray. I'm not ashamed to say that. I'm not ashamed to say that there have been times when I prayed in fear realizing if it hadn't been for God. If it wasn't for God, where would I be? What would my children be? Where would they be tonight if it hadn't been for God? The prayers... That some of you mothers send up on behalf of your children. The prayers that you fathers send up on behalf of your children and their salvation. Listen, it ought to be prayers that are sent out with, with tears and, and brokenheartedness. Humbleness. It ought to be something that's worked in. You know, I've heard I've heard a man tell me one time, well, I just pray once and that's it. That's all I pray about it. I just pray one time. That's not the way the Bible says to pray. 
Matter of fact, the Bible says to pray continually. It says to pray without ceasing. The Bible says to pray always. Men ought to always to pray and not to faint. So folks, tonight in our prayer lives, we need to realize that the only way it's going to make a difference in our lives is if it's effectual and fervent prayer, one that really gets the, the, the attention of the Almighty. Not a one prayer and done attitude. But constant prayer, endless prayers, consistent prayers, not repetitive in nature, by, but by serious, ardent prayers and passionate, enthusiastic prayers. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 again says, pray without ceasing. Ephesians chapter 6, the Bible says that we need not only the help of the salvation, but we need to pray. Pray. You know, today, I haven't heard this, and I haven't heard this for some time now, but there used to be, you know, folks that would say something, you know, our preacher, man, he just ain't what he used to be. Well, why don't you pray for him? I dare say that I'm not what I used to be. Pray for me. Pray that God will, will do a stirring and a work in the man of God. And, and not only that, but pray for your own heart as well. That God will do a miracle in it. Acts in chapter 6, we're out here close. Acts in chapter 6, the Bible says this. Now I want you to think about this in verse 4. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer. And to the ministry of the word. You know, the man of God, this one of his greatest desires is just to be alone and pray. There's times that my wife will just up and, and, and go away and, because she knows I need that, that time of quiet prayer time. The time of giving myself to the Word of God, and and as I as I kneel down in my in my study, and as I as I pray before I begin to prepare a message, I'm praying that God will give me exactly what you need, and me, folks. That's what we need to be praying. That's how we ought to pray. Like you're really talking to God, like you are. You see, I'm afraid that so many times we are, our prayer lives are just like we're just talking in the air. But no, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Our prayer life ought to be something that really you focus yourself and your fervent prayer ought to be a prayer that really reaches the, 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 very, the very portals of heaven. Not only the portal of heaven, but the very throne room of the Almighty. That's the way your prayer life needs to be. Needs to be continually. It needs to be often. It needs to be ardent. It needs to be faithful. Effectual and fervent. Then there comes the prayer of the righteous. This is where, this is what makes a difference in the prayer life of an individual. It's the righteous people. You know, the Bible tells us, I believe it is in John chapter 9, around verse 30 or 31, the Bible says something like this. 
that we know that the Lord heareth not sinners. You know, folks, that, that used to bother me a lot. That used to bother me a lot, and I used to have a, a big question about that. But when we're talking about the saint of God, listen, I don't believe God blesses unrighteousness. That's the reason why today that I understand that God, He has, a, he has the ability to cut off the, the blessings flow and the, and the flow of blessings to God's people if we're living in unrighteousness. What did the Bible say about Enoch? The Bible said that Enoch was a friend of God and he walked with God. Friend, that's where we have to be tonight if we want our prayers answered in the affirmative. We've got to be like Noah and find grace in the sight of God. Were these men perfect? No, they weren't. Noah's end life was not perfect at all. David, David's life, here David was a man after God's own heart and the Bible says that he failed too. Listen, what we need to remember is we've got to get back up, get ourselves where God can bless us again and find that time of righteousness in our lives. You want God to hear your prayers? Listen, you can't be living like the devil and trying to, and trying to live for the Lord too. You can't live for mammon and you cannot live for the Lord at the same time. Listen, you've got to live for the Lord. You want to be touched. You want to be blessed. You want to see your prayers answered. Listen, it's the righteous prayers. The prayers of the righteous. You say, well, how in the world can we get in such a condition as that? Go back to Second Chronicles with me for just a moment. We'll go back there. You know the old famous uh, uh, writing that uh, used so many times in, in in revival meetings in Second Chronicles seven and fourteen, where the Bible says, "If my people, which are called by not my name, that's the saved individuals. These are the people that's called by the name of the Almighty. That's you and I tonight." If they shall humble themselves, what does it mean to humble ourselves? It means to get rid of pride. It means to get rid of our self-righteousnesses. It means to stand before the Almighty God in humility, knowing that you're nothing and had it not been for the blood of Jesus Christ, we would still be nothing. And had it not been for the blood of Jesus Christ, we would not be able to even come into the very presence of Almighty but he says, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. What does that mean? That means come to a place of righteousness. Not self-righteousness. But the imputed righteousness of Christ upon our lives. Living the way we're supposed to be living. Acting the way we're supposed to be acting. Being Christ-like. Being Christian. You want your prayers answered? Get right with God. You want your prayers answered in an affirmative way? Listen, get your heart right with God. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. Folks, that's to you and I tonight. 
That's not just to the people of, uh, of, of this time and age. Listen, this is to you and I tonight. You want your prayers answered. You want your prayer life to be what it's supposed to be. Listen, live the life that, that is pleasing unto the Father. So yes, our third point is our prayers need to be in and with a righteous life. The prayer of the righteous man availeth much. This last bit of information is vital. Simply because of what we find in John 9.31 again. We know that God heareth not sinners. How do we hope? How do we have hope? Our Heavenly Father will hear our prayers. Go to Proverbs 15 as I come to a close here. Proverbs 15. Think about this with me now. Proverbs 15, verses 8 and 9. The Bible says, The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord, but the but he loveth him that followeth after righteousness. You want to see your prayer life blessed? Let's live the life that can be blessed. Let's live the life that can be blessed and let us live it in such a way that our prayers are coming up before the Almighty in a fervent, effectual way. A way that is getting the attention you know, you've always heard the you've always heard the old tale. It's the squeaky wheel that gets the grease, folks. I believe with all of my heart, it's the prayer of the fervent, effectual prayer of the righteous that gets taken care of. You say, well, does that does that change God? God's got a God's got a decreed will that cannot be changed and will not be changed, but He does have a permissive will as well. That permissive will is that will that He blesses us with. From time to time, He allows us different things. He allows different answers to come into our lives that make a difference. And I just pray tonight that our prayer lives... Listen, I hope you have the same kind of prayer life that I've got. Listen, I I love my prayer life. I love my time alone in the mornings. I'll sit on my porch and I'll pray for hours. I'm usually up between 5 or 6 in the morning and I'm out on the porch praying. As I'm waiting on the, the sounds of the morning to awaken, I'm praying to my Heavenly Father every day like that. It's my special time. It's my time of being alone with God. And then when the world starts to wake up, I usually go to my prayer closet. That's down in the barn outside on the backside. <laughs> And there's where I stand and I pray more. Folks, I believe in prayer. I believe in consistent prayer. I believe in prayer that really touches the horns of the altar in heaven. I believe that when I pray. And if I didn't, I wouldn't have much hope. But my prayer life, folks, I I pray that you have the same prayer life. Because it makes a difference in how you look at things. 
I'm not saying I'm perfect. That's not what I'm saying. I have many times a failure in my faith. I've been, I've, I've, I've allowed my faith to slip. I've allowed things to injure my faith. But this one thing I know, I know that my God hears me. And I thank God that I've had the answer to the, to the prayers that I need. May you do also, I pray. May God bless you.